You are listening to Committed, an ongoing conversation about marriage, intimacy, relationships, and sex. Today is a special day for me because I have been asking our dear host, Taya, to sell me on the idea of marriage. And so as my own context here, my own background, the legal component of marriage, I think, is ridiculous. I am very pro pair bonding and commitment, but the idea of signing a document with the government saying that I will stay with this person until he or she dies, like that's the goal of this contract, sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, 56% of marriages end in divorce. And uh, second, seventy-two percent of second marriages end in divorce. So, like the odds, like in Hunger Games, the odds are not in your favor, and you're basically playing the lottery, and maybe you'll win. And some people I know, I can think of a couple of couples that are just super happily in love with each other years and years and years later, and everything just seems wonderful. So um, that's the context. Now, Taya is on her second marriage; she's very happy, and. Uh, I want to know, as someone who is open to the idea of getting married, even though I just said I think the legal component's ridiculous, as someone who is open to the idea of marriage, I want you to sell me and say, this is why marriage is great, or this is why you should consider getting married someday. And scene, go. As I've said before, I will never be able to convince you of this. And I won't even try to convince you. Yes, I'm on my second marriage. For anyone who doesn't know me, I was married very young. I got married when I was 22. I've told this story so, so many times now. And I won't go into the whole depth of that. But I'm extremely committed to marriage, if if I'm making that decision, it is forever. And then you have to insert that I'm divorced and you're wondering, you know, well, how does that add up then? And the answer is that I continue to be committed to marriage and understanding of the fact that marriage is very challenging. Relationships in general are very challenging. And it was not my choice to not be in my marriage anymore. Ultimately, I filed for divorce to financially protect myself. And unfortunately, lots of damage had been done already by that point. But I was willing to even come back from the separation once I got to the point where I was getting divorced. That was definitely it. Yeah, so there's that. So And so now I'm married and I always joke with my husband that he was the one who wanted to get married. I would have been fine to just have a committed relationship and without the piece of it, the legal piece of it. But he always, he kind of argues against that whenever I say that, but we were literally- He he argues against the idea of what? Sort of. Like he's like, no, like, I don't know. He's like, I think you wanted to get married. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, I remember laying in bed and having him say, I think we should get married. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. Because I felt so loved in that moment. I was like, wow, that's so cute. That's so nice. Like, there's the stereotypical, you know, girlfriend wants to get married. She wants a ring type of thing. And to have him say that and to not have me be the one like, let's get married, let's get married. I was like, wow, like roles seem reversed here. Um, but I w- obviously wasn't completely opposed to the idea. So, yes. So I am married now. And there's a lot of symbolism in that for me. So there's really only two things that I could say that are potentially convincing. And I I think that they're fairly, they could be fairly convincing in the realm of being pro-marriage. So I'm not really pro-marriage, I'm not pro or con marriage because I I think it's very individual for each person. You have to decide what's going to be best for you. But there's something very symbolic about marriage. And when you and I were texting about it the other night and you were looking at it as a conversation and I was looking at it as like an argument, I was getting so annoyed and I was telling James about it. I'm like, I'm sitting there with him sort of. He was laying on the couch doing something and I was laying on the floor doing a workout because I needed to just do like a 15-minute workout because sometimes I just get into that weird mode where I'm like, I need to work out right now. And... I'm like, this is so nice, you know? It's just so nice to be in this marriage. There's just something about it that's very symbolic. It's like we have our own little tribe together, and it's more than just our partnership and pair bond that we have, as you stated. It's like we have a club that we formed, and we have the same last name. And so there's just something symbolic about that. That doesn't mean that it's convincing, right? It just means that I enjoy and reap the benefits of that. Something that I do feel is convincing, and this is just my personal opinion and what I had stated the other night too, is that when you're divorced, it is harder to separate, or I'm sorry, when you're married, it is harder to separate from someone. So it just makes it more challenging to get away from that person. Yeah, you can physically walk out the door. Yeah, you can move out. But if you're still legally married, you have to go through many obstacles in order to not be legally with that person anymore. And so there's a greater chance that you are going to give your relationship more attempts to repair and get back into harmony and stay together. Of course, there are people who just absolutely do not care if they got married, but it's a whole shebang to go through the process of actually getting married and also an entire process to get divorced, which is harder than getting married. And so when people are struggling in their relationships, it gives you a chance. It is a reason to try to work things out because the reality is that relationships and marriage and just relationships in general are very challenging. We're bringing so many different aspects of ourselves to the table and we're trying to work with someone else on them. And there's just such a high likelihood that we're going to have many different conflicts together, challenges that we face along the line in our relationship that, you know, we're going to have different perspectives and thoughts on and ways of going about those. And so being married, it makes it more likely that when you're struggling, 
you're going to put some type of effort and work into it so you don't have to go through the work of getting a lawyer or getting a mediator and signing paperwork and going to the courthouse and splitting up assets and you know d- dealing with figuring out child support and do you get alimony like it's such a process and it's it's there's something symbolic in that too there's trauma that happens with that like breaking up a family whether you have kids or not you're breaking up your family that you've created. And so to avoid that, and I don't think people think to themselves necessarily, I want to avoid the trauma that this divorce is going to cause, but they think, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work and let's just try to figure this out, right? So there's something symbolic about it. And then there's also these details that are, you know, very much have to happen, processes that have to happen in order to actually separate from someone that you're married to. All right. So the first part is tribalism. You're basically saying tribalism, like uh, you and your husband have the same last name. You're a family unit. It's tribalism wrapped with a legally binding lifelong agreement with the government that then makes it very difficult to get out of that relationship to get out of that tribe. So you are voluntarily entering into this sort of tribalistic, legally binding agreement where the fee to exit is incredibly high, which then forces you to stay in it for as long as humanly possible to make sure it works because it's just too goddamn expensive, either um, financially or emotionally, to get out. That's that. It's so. It's a psychological thing. That's what the whole, the whole purpose is. That's why marriage is good. Yeah. Well, it's not why marriage is good. It's why you know it doesn't. It doesn't tell you why it makes sense to get into it, right? That doesn't. The only the thing that makes sense is the symbolic portion of it, where you're creating something together, and that's exciting, and that feels grounding to a lot of people, and that feels secure. And that feels like we're we're doing we're we're creating our own family. We're creating something new. There, people are drawn to that. Um, you can't do you can do that without getting married. Like if you have kids, sure. you're going to get pregnant, whether or not you're married, right? Like if if you're not having protected sex, if you're having unprotected sex, and you get pregnant, your body does not care if you are married. You will have children. And you will be biologically married at that point, and you will be creating sure. memories together. So, what's after the, ten years? You're common law married, anyways, I believe. In some depends states, on the, de- depends, depends on the, on the state. state. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think that, like I said, there's no way that I would be able to convince you to do it. Right? You have to have a personal draw, and I would never advise someone that is skeptical of whether they should get married or not to do it don't, right? It's going to cause you more heart. Like you're going to feel so stuck of like what, oh my gosh, I made this choice. Um, But I do think that there is a draw to say, knowing that this is going to be a challenge because relationships are a challenge to make it a little bit more challenging for me to just exit. Because there's so many moments that I can think back on that if I wasn't married, Um, And also if I didn't have kids, because that brings another level of commitment as well, that I would just say, get out, move out. I don't have to do this. It's easier to be alone. I can do what I want. I don't have to make decisions with you together. 
But the aspect of being married and the symbolic nature of that to me drives me to say, okay, I really need to think this through if I'm going to call it quits. Um, And that's not where my brain typically goes. I'll say that too. Like, I don't know. I don't go to like calling it quits, you know, very often. But for most people, I believe, I, I don't have the article, but the statistics show that it's it's normal to think about not being together with your spouse at some point or another in conflict. It's normal for that to happen. It's not that, you know, some people just, it never comes to mind. Like in really challenging moments, it is normal for people to think about that. But it's just, it's harder for that to actually happen and be the case. And so I think that it's a good reason to, it's one good reason to contemplate marriage with a partner knowing that it will make it more difficult for you to separate, which will then in turn keep you together for longer. It might drive you to look at finding a couples therapist or counselor when you're and and learning new strategies. So I think that that's one of the benefits, but probably the only one. Yeah. The, um, I was just thinking about, you said about the psychological component. There's one video YouTuber um, blogger I follow named Mark Manson. He's famous. He's written a bunch of books and like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. One of his most recent podcasts, he mentions that he's married and he used to be a notorious womanizer. And the reason he said he likes being married for the most part, and he goes into it. He's like, look, loving someone is like 40% of the equation. There's a lot of like shared values that goes into it. It's not just love. And the idea of marrying, this is another tangent, but the idea of marrying someone for love is only like a 200-year-old concept. Before 200 years ago, people didn't marry for love. Like you just wouldn't do, why would you do that? You're marrying for resources or for building families and all of that. But love was not part of it. Love would be like a bonus. Yeah, I like this person. Let's have a family together. But in any case, Mark Manson said that now that he's no longer a womanizer, he loves being married because psychologically he doesn't have to think about other women so much. And as this, as a bachelor myself, I can totally uh, appreciate some of my guy friends talk about this because as males, we're constantly on the hunt. Every single woman that goes by, we judge her in a microsecond. Our biology is judging her and th- looking at her reproductive capabilities. We can't help that because we're that's what humans do. Uh, and when you get married, psychologically, that can kind of turn off. You're not thinking, oh, what would I say to that girl? Um, you're not thinking, um, God, what would, it be like, what would it be like to be with her? It just turns off. You're, now you can focus on your work. So there's a part of me that's like, God, I should just get married so I don't have to think about women all the time. I don't think time. that's marriage, though, either. I, think that, I don't think that's marriage. That, that's also just that's also just a state of mind. I think that the only physical thing that I can really point to is that it's literally physically harder to separate from someone if you're married. Yes. That's there it's not it, yes there's a psychological component to it, but it literally physically just is harder because you have to go through multiple steps. I think what you're speaking to is again just a psychological component of if I'm married I psychologically say to myself I can't go outside of my relationship, but it has nothing to do with marriage in and of itself, right? It's a it's a psychological thing just like you were saying earlier. All of marriage 
from what you and he are saying is psychological. And in his case, especially as males, because males obviously think differently than women as a generalization. And we're always the hunters. We're always on the prowl. So like it turns off in his case. The second podcast I did want to mention to listeners is there's a YouTube video uh, by a, a, a dude called Soft White Underbelly, and he interviews a divorce attorney named James Sexton, I think his name is. And this guy has made a brand for himself talking about high profile divorces and all of that. The one thing I would say uh, that I learned, it's a great podcast. It's an hour long video interview and it's fantastic. But one thing I think that is valuable in what he said was... Um, you know, 56% chance of failure. Oftentimes people will stay together for kids and that probably bumps it up to 76% chance. And on a second marriage, you have a 72% chance of failure. Um, and if you are married once and divorced, you have an 80% chance of remarrying within five years. Like he has a lot of interesting things he says, but I would recommend that to everyone who is even considering the idea of marriage, because there's a lot of stuff that happens when you get married legally that they don't tell you about. Like when you become a, when you go to get a driver's license, you have to take a course. You have to understand how to be a good driver and how to not fucking kill people. But when you get married, you could get married in five minutes from a guy dressed like Elvis at a drive-through wedding in Vegas for $25 and you are making the most significant legal decision of your entire life. Once you are married, if you have children and you have a life insurance policy, you cannot sign that policy over to your children without your wife's consent. You're basically opting out of the title system as well. And you also inherit any debt that your spouse has. So the reason I'm mentioning this for any listeners is that, yeah, go ahead, get married. But like, it's like driving a car, like wear a seatbelt or get a prenup. Prenups, I would recommend to anyone and everyone because you, most prenups are what is mine is mine and what's yours is yours before the marriage. After that, it makes divorces so much easier and it's clean and you want to get a prenup while you're in love with someone and you're in the honeymoon phase and you're thinking very carefully, well, if we did break up, how would we do this? And so the, as a result of that podcast, I am open to marriage with a prenup. Like now that I've educated myself on the subject, I'm like, okay, okay, I could get married with a prenup. So um, yeah, I do recommend that one video. It's on YouTube and it's great. So I would I would go back on you with this caution. Of course. Very you much would. caution. Yeah, I have to because you you're coming from it with a perspective of lots of separateness from the actual goal that people are trying to achieve. And I would actually instead. So I'm all about um, giving, getting yourself information. I think that's really important. So inf be informed about what you're doing. But I actually would focus more on tools and skills to have a healthy, successful relationship and marriage rather than informing yourself on all the loopholes and pitfalls of actually getting married. If you are in the camp of looking at everything that could go wrong, then question whether you should actually even go into it in the first place, right? So there's a lot of things that make that complicated, right? So, you know, I'm I I'm absolutely in support of prenups. I think that that's a great idea. Um, I also 
very much am in the camp of as a woman, when I have children and I put myself in a position where my body has been doing work for 10 months to grow a child, I am vulnerable mentally, emotionally, physically. Now I need to care for this child and I need to make sure that I can provide for this child. Um, I personally believe that, you know, what my privileges are and have been can continue to be mine doesn't always unfortunately apply because now I as a woman, if I'm the one who's taking on most of the childcare responsibilities, if I have foregone years of my career in order to raise these children, I do believe that as women, we are entitled to um, compensation for that. And a lot of times that doesn't happen, right? So one thing that was told to me in my divorce is, oh, well, because you know you have a master's level of education, you have the ability to go out there and just make as much money as you can, let's say, right? But unfortunately, that's just not the case as someone who's responsible for the childcare and the doctor's appointments. And if they get sick and, you know, I am, I am lucky because in my, in my divorce um, and in my relationship with my ex-husband, he is involved in certain ways. He will take my kids when they're sick, right? But a lot of it is to his convenience and his ability, right? And so ultimately, lots of that falls on me. So. Um, We do need to wrap this up. Um, However, as I always say, it's a lot more complicated and nuanced than just watching a video on a divorce lawyer that gets paid a lot of money, that has, you know, a puffed up chest that is excited and very passionate about divorce and cautioning people. It's about a lot more than that. Um, And when it comes down to it, If you do not know if you want to get married or not, do not do it, right? Just don't. You need to be a fuck yes to what you're going into. You need to be able to be vulnerable to, I don't know what's going to happen and I know that this could be hard. That's really important. Like, you know what? People a lot of times don't sign prenups in their marriages, but, you know, they're okay. They're fine. You know, people have successful marriages. They are out there. So I would actually instead say, instead of focusing on watching divorce lawyers, TikTok videos and podcasts to enlist a qualified professional who has a premarital counseling program like myself, who really walks through all the aspects of what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship to understand what are the differences between my partner and I. What do we what do I want versus what do you want? How can we negotiate? How can we come together successfully? How can we do conflict in a healthy way? Because when you do things like that, when you educate yourself, um, I'm not saying to, you know, not look at the uh, information out there about what could happen if you get married in a negative way. But make sure you have enough of the good stuff. Because if I wake up and I say, today's going to suck and it's going to be a really bad day, well, guess what? It is. Okay? But if I wake up and I say, today's going to be a great day and these are the things that I can do to make sure that it's a great day, 
it's most likely going to be a great day. Is there a small sliver of a chance that it's not going to be great? Yes, but there's more likelihood that it's going to be great. 